You're listening to The Living Word with Danny Hodges of Calvary Chapel Fellowship in St. Pete. made him ruler over the works of your hands, and you put everything under his feet. All flocks and herds, the beasts of the field, the birds of the air, the fish of the sea, all that swim the paths of the seas. Oh, Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. What's David thinking about when he goes to the all flocks and herds and beasts and stuff? Well, he's going all the way back to creation. Have you ever stopped and admired the grandeur of creation? Have you laid on your back and gazed at the stars or paused to reflect on the beauty of a field of flowers? Take some time to do this soon. Remember how much time and effort God put into the world you live in and how incredible and powerful He is. Pastor Danny will remind you today that God put great thought into you too. You are His creation, a creation He loves so much that He gave His Son to die for you so that He could have a relationship with you. Now here's Pastor Danny in the book of Hebrews chapter 2 with today's edition of The Living Word. Paul writes to the Corinthian church and he says, you guys are squabbling and fighting over things of this earth and you're taking one another to court. Listen, all things are yours. You're joined hairs with Jesus Christ. How much does he own? He owns everything. How much am I going to get? Everything. Don't worry about the bank and your account and anything in this life. Man, you've got an inheritance you can't even wrap your mind around. Amazing. Amazing. Come on, you can give him praise. That's okay. That's okay. Well, that was one verse. You know, for the last three weeks, God made it difficult for me in one way because I usually I preach and teach with an outline. Point one, point two, point three, poem, conclusion, nice story, something. And for the last three weeks, he hasn't given me an outline. So that was one verse. Verse 5, chapter 2. But there is a place where someone has testified, and the someone is King David in Psalm 8. And he quotes a section of Psalm 8. What is man that you are mindful of him? The son of man that you care for him. You made him a little lower than the angels. You crowned him with glory and honor and put everything under his feet. That's what Psalm 110 from chapter 1, verse 13 said about the Messiah. But here, while also I believe a reference to Messiah because it says the Son of Man, and that's his title from Daniel chapter 7, and that's why the Pharisees got all bent out of shape on one occasion when he said, you'll see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven. He's claiming to be the Christ, the Messiah. And while it could refer to Christ, it also refers to human beings. You want me to prove it to you, don't you? Okay, leave the text here. Put a marker. We're coming right back to Hebrews chapter 2. Go to Psalm 8, where that quotation is taken from. It's from Psalm 8. Psalm 8, David, no doubt on a cloudless night, night, out somewhere in the darkness of night. I don't believe it was a full moon that night because he had such a view of the heavens and of the stars And he starts out Psalm 8, and here's how he opens it. Oh, Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You set your glory above the heavens. Verse 3, when I consider your heavens, 
the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars. Maybe the moon was out. What you have set in place, what is man that you are mindful of him? The son of man that you care for him. You made him a little lower than the angels and crowned him with glory and honor. David's out. He's looking at the stars. He's perhaps looking at the moon. And he's thinking about all the creation. And he says, as he looks at the creation, he says, oh, Lord, in all this beauty and all this creation, who am I? Who am I that you would consider me, that you would have thoughts about me, that you would have thoughts about us as human beings? Now, I'll never forget years ago on a trip, mission trip to Bolivia, and the few of us that were together were way up in the mountains, way up in the mountains, highest I've ever been. And we were out at night on this road and driving, and there's no other traffic. Every maybe hour and a half, you'd see another car. And uh, we stopped. We pulled over to the side of the road, and we all got out. And when I got out, I looked up, and I I have never experienced anything like that because I've never seen the stars that bright before. It was a dark night. There wasn't a moon that night. There were no street lights where we were. We were in the middle of nowhere, way up in the mountains. You know what we did? We laid down on the road, just laid down on the road. And for how long, I don't know. I don't know. Who cares? <laughs> Wasn't going to look at a watch. You know? And we just looked up. And those stars were seemed about as close as these stage lights to me. And I've never experienced anything like that since. I've never seen the stars like I saw them that night. It was incredible. You can imagine David, he's looking up and he's saying, Lord, in this creation and what you've done, the stars, the moon, who am I? Who, who am I? What is man that you're mindful of him? Now, I hope you're still in Psalm 8. Because look at the next verse, verse 6. You made him ruler over the works of your hands, and you put everything under his feet. All flocks and herds, the beasts of the field, the birds of the air, the fish of the sea, all that swim the paths of the seas. Oh, Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. What's David thinking about when he goes to the all flocks and herds and beasts and stuff? Well, he's going all the way back to creation. Genesis chapter 1. Let me just read you one verse. Turn if you like. Genesis chapter 1 and verse 26. Then God said, Let us make man in our image, in our likeness, and let them rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air, over the livestock, over all the earth, and over all the creatures that move along the ground. Over all the earth. I don't know if you realize God's original intention for you and me. You know what God's original intention in creating you and I? He creates us a little lower than the angels, but he has plans for us. He has plans for us. We're going to be kings. We're going to be priests. We're going to have dominion dominion. We're going to rule. That was God's original intention when he created Adam and Eve, to rule over the earth. Now, let me clue you in on this. If you're not aware, you and I do not rule over the earth right now. We do not. You know who rules over the earth? Jesus called him the prince of this world. Ephesians 2, he's called the ruler of the kingdom of the air. That would be around our planet and, of course, earth. 
How come Satan's ruling the earth? Remember temptation in the wilderness, Jesus tempted by the devil, and one of the temptations was he took him up on this high mountain, he showed him all the kingdoms of this world. He says, all you got to do is bow down and worship me, and I'll, I'll give them to you. Now, that is not a temptation unless Satan has the right to give the kingdoms of this world to Jesus. It's not a temptation unless he has the right. How did he get that right? How did he become the ruler of this world? Well, Genesis chapter 1, you don't have to read much further. By the time you get to chapter 3, our great-great-great-grandparents, Adam and Eve, God puts them in paradise. He's already said, now enjoy. And, uh, you know, he gives Adam the most beautiful woman in all the world. She was the only woman in all the world, so she had to be the most beautiful. And uh, God performs his first marriage ceremony. And after the marriage ceremony, he says, be fruitful and multiply. And you better know Adam was ready to obey that commandment. Oh, yeah. Honeymoon in paradise, all expenses paid. The man and his wife were naked. They felt no shame. There's no sin. And then the tempter comes. The devil comes, deceives the woman. She turns and she disobeys, and, and her husband disobeys with her. They both fall to temptation and to sin. And that's why you and I are conceived in sin. And don't think you would have done better or I would have done better than Adam and Eve. Come on. They were our Michael Jordans in the garden. They fell. They failed. And in failing, they forfeited the dominion that God intended for them. Do you know that? One of the titles for Satan, Lucifer the devil, is usurper. Usurper. To usurp is to take something that's not rightfully yours. You usurp it. And here, Satan would not have been able to usurp except that Adam and Eve forfeited and allowed him to come and take what was rightfully God-given to them. They forfeited. You see, a few minutes ago, some of you who have followed the prosperity teachers, and I use that word that God's intention is for us to have dominion, dominion. You're thinking, finally, Pastor Danny is getting on the right track, and he's going to teach the prosperity gospel. I don't believe in the prosperity gospel. I don't believe it's biblical. Because let me tell you something. If you believe in the prosperity gospel, there are some people in Colorado that are having a real difficult time with the prosperity gospel today. Some people are having a real difficult time. Back in our text, you crowned him with glory and honor and put everything under his feet. But wait a minute. Wait a minute. If God put everything under our feet, he gave us dominion. What happened? Well, we forfeited that, and we gave the right to Satan, and now Satan is ruling this world, and he came to kill, to rob, and to destroy, and he wants to destroy you. He wants to destroy me. And all the evils of the world, it's not God's fault. It's Satan's fault, and it's our fault. The book of Hebrews encourages its readers to discontinue their reliance on the law, the old way of living. Jesus came to fulfill not only the prophecies of a Savior, but also the law itself. He perfectly lived out every word of it, never wavering, and always showing love and kindness. Jesus then became the sacrificial lamb, the one who would die in your place, so you wouldn't need to face the punishment your sins deserve. His blood paid the price. All you need to do is accept it. Are you ready to take this step of faith? Jesus is ready and waiting for you to step away from your old life with loving arms wide open. If you're making a decision for your Savior today, please let us know. We want to pray for you and be available to answer any questions you might have. 
please email us at info at ccfstpete.church. That's info at ccfstpete.church. We're so glad that you tuned in today to The Living Word. If you live in the St. Petersburg area, we'd love to meet you too. Come by Calvary Chapel Fellowship on Saturday at 6 p.m. or Sunday at 9 or 11 a.m. to worship the Lord and learn from His Word with us. Be sure to stop Pastor Danny and let him know that you're a listener. You'll find more information and directions at ccfstpete.church. If you can't join us in person, you can still be a part of our virtual congregation. Join our live stream at ccfstpete.church. That's all we have for today. Tune in next time for more from this study in the book of Hebrews right here on The Living Word. 